dead. If you're not from New York and you listen in anywhere else in America, you know, New York was hit the hardest, was one of the first cities to get hit the hardest. And a lot of people left. A lot of people who transplanted from other places left. Uh, AD, we're not counting you because you say you're coming back. Um, <laughs> but, you know, th this guy wrote an article and the New York uh, Post picked it up. And I think it, it, it was probably an article on LinkedIn as well. It was, yeah, it was LinkedIn. Where he said New York City is dead and he names all the reasons why it's dead. As avid New Yorkers, what are, what are, your, what are your thoughts? And then also uh, Jerry Seinfeld just responded to him. I think there was an article in the Times today, which I'll get into after your thoughts. Right, Rose, you, Rose, you want to kick that off? Yeah, we can kick it off, man. Let's, <laughs> let me just start by saying this, right? If New York City is dead, America is dead. You know what I'm saying? Mm. The reason why I'm saying that is this, right? It's almost like me talking about the Knicks, right? The Knicks are the worst team in basketball, but they're the most profitable team in basketball. They, every year, they generate the most dollars. And the reason why is because New York is the number one city for advertising and marketing. That's not going to change. Yes, people are working home remotely and people have moved, but these dollars are still being funneled through New York. The only place that I can think of right now that is in a position like New York is like California, Bay Area, because they own the tech. They own the whole tech scene, right? So, like, we have New York and, like, the Bay Area. With me, it, it, it's just, I guess reading that was hard for me because we here we have a person who is not from New York, and then they just came to visit. And the reason why they said it was dead because they can't go to their favorite cultural place anymore. And right. so people are leaving, and this is the reason why it's dead. For me, that's that's that. It's nice that you have somewhere else to go to. I know, like, you know, um, our brother Colfax has said, like, what about all the people that worked at the Garden and, and as well as Barclays? Like, what about those people who just make a certain amount of money and they have living, living situations, right? Like, listen, man, New York, we've had its ups and downs, like every city and every state. But, like, to say something is dead, like, that's, that, that's blasphemous. Like, that, like, how does that happen? How? So you think that people are going to, like go leave to live in some state that they're not from so oh yeah like I'm, i was born in idaho and i live in new york and i make this x amount of dollars but those people like the m money isn't flowing anymore so i'm gonna go move to i don't know um vermont vermont like no people are gonna go back to what they know and that's that's evident all my my, my main premise with all of this is saying like okay cool let those people leave and give other people, especially people that look like me, black people, an opportunity to buy out some of that property yeah. once the property value goes down because this is basic economics, right? Supply and demand. If we have too much of something and there's no demand for it, then the prices will go down. Or I'm also hoping that maybe there'll be some kind of like reward for people to say like, hey, you know, I got a New York state license. I own something in New York. like." what is a, a, a more of a reward for staying, right? And maybe those people have like first dibs on cheaper property, something like that. Like in no way, shape, form or fashion am I saying, hey, if you move to New York and you move to somewhere else, I'm saying like, I really don't care. It doesn't matter. My point is to, to make a statement that something is dead because something that you like yeah. is, isn't thriving right now. Like that's corny. That shit is corny. Like, and no, like, I don't care if you make $500,000 and you live in New York and like, or sorry, $100,000 you live in New York 
and now you can't afford to where you're going like and so you want to move somewhere else like you let's say you move to montana because it's cheaper like who lives in montana bro who wants to be in montana <laughs> no one no one wants to be there so that was just the gist of what i was saying like i wasn't trying to like take it out of context i'm just saying for the people that are leaving and for the people who just deciding not to come back give those people an opportunity to have access to the cheaper property if it goes down that was my point man that's beautifully said um you inspired something that i was just thinking about new york to me is like a really good parent like it took care of you raised you taught you hard lessons taught you soft lessons let you play outside with your friends when, when you ain't come in on time, you, you got whooped for it, right? You got in trouble for it. Whereas for a lot of people, New York is like a, an average step-parent. Okay, you want to go live with your daddy? Go live with your daddy. We don't need you here because you just another mouth to feed, right? The only thing that sucks is that the tax base leaves. So you came, a lot of folks came, and they had enjoyed the fruits of our labor. But now that the rooftops aren't open, you upset. Now you can't congregate, you know, outside of rosé for the summer. As example, yeah, as an example. So now you're mad. And listen, I don't like Jerry Seinfeld's comedy at all. I think he's terrible. I think some of the stuff he did. Do- I like I like Seinfeld, man. And listen, I tried to watch his last special. I could not get through three minutes of it. Like I, I could not. But I do respect him for being a real New Yorker. You know, he's from New York State, he's from Long Island, but he came here and he said something very real in his op-ed. He said, this is not for you. If things get hard and you have to automatically leave, New York is not for you. So I respect Jerry for, for holding it down like that. He called home, yeah. He said, yo, uh, he said, you moved to Miami. And then, and then the, guy, the guy owns or he managed, managed slash by owned a comedy club in Seinfeld. Just wanted to quote some of his article said, uh, I, and, I, and I've been on stage at your comedy stand-up in New York quite a few times. It could use a little sprucing up. If you don't mind me saying, uh, I wouldn't worry about it. You could probably do it for Miami. So, I mean, Seinfeld was also throwing a little New York shade because it's like, yo, yeah. like, you know, don't talk about the city if, if, if you're not from here, basically. My final point on that, Seinfeld had LL Cool J bars. He called rappers out by name. He called him out by his no, name. I respect it, yeah. I respect it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, man, like you said, I'm, I'm a ATL through and through, man. You know what I mean? I'm always going to be at ATL to I'm a still a Falcons fan, right? My son's born in New York. So I do feel like I owe him uh, a duty, allow him to grow up in the city that he was born in, right? Uh, with that said, I do think what's going on with New York is not just a New York problem. And I think a lot of people need to really take a deeper look at not just New York, but America, right? right. Um, as I mentioned, you know, in the, you know, in the text thread, uh, and Shadow, you probably didn't see it, obviously. Um, you know, the bigger problem with not just so much as New York, but with America and all its cities is that none of our cities actually make tangible things, right? Like New York has always been known for hospitality, the finance, um, you know, industry, and definitely advertising and media, right? And all of those different things I just mentioned have all been more or less disrupted by digital, right? So right. you're not talking about hospitality with Airbnb, you know, uh, finan- FinTech with like the financial industry and then obviously anything around media that ranges from Netflix to Facebook to whatever, right? That said, um, 
you know, what's happening in New York is going to happen. It's already happened in places like, well, I can tell you, Atlanta. Atlanta's downtown business district. Nobody really lives in the city of Atlanta, like, like the city. Like they live in the parameter, right? Like the, like you know, outside of 285, or you know, definitely nowhere near downtown. So that's that whole business district is like done for, right? And then you could go on and say the same thing about San Francisco. All the tech guys, they're not really located in San Fran. They're located in Palo Alto and yep. you know Mountain View and and uh, uh, Cupertino and all that shit, right? So all these big cities uh, were created to actually make jobs. And being that now everybody is able to, you know, work remotely, uh, most the biggest problem in all these cities is commerce and jobs. And if jobs and commerce leave, that's no longer, that's not a New York problem. That's an American problem. Right. That's a problem for America. You know, Rose said, if New York is dead, then the rest of the country can, it's gonna, that is gonna happen to the rest of the country. And I think we need to, more so make sure that cities like New York don't die. Because let's be honest, like, you know, New York is the most visited city on the planet outside of like Rome and some other city, right? Um, that's real. Number two, like when things do happen in this country and possibly the world, it gets talked about in NYC. It just does, right? And, and the biggest thing is the country started literally from Wall Street. It literally started right there. Not not in Philly, it started in NYC, right? So I just think, you know, New York ain't dead, but it's going through its problems like every other city in the country. Like, it's gonna have to reinvent itself for business. And if a, any city can't solve its business problem, then naturally everything else is gonna be fucked up, you know? That's just my take on it. So that dude's article, obviously it was from a, his point of view, but his point of view is just his point of view. It's not backed by any kind of real data and no real, real insights. It's just some yeah. It was his point of view and it was backed on sucker shit. That's what yeah. he was backed on. It was Basically. backed on sucker shit. Like, yo, we get it. We Go understand, home. We don't want you man. Go home, Yeah, right. man. Like, listen, man. Yo, all the stuff that... It's hard for me to sit here and think about all the shit that I had to endure. Like living in New York and making me the person that I am today. And I have some person who just comes here to visit and to say from, because they have a job at the, the New York post and on LinkedIn and this article shared on LinkedIn and they can speak from authoritative position. Like fuck out of here. Who is this guy? Right. Like, <laughs> like you know what? And it, it, it's like, what, yo, yo, um, uh, Tony, what did I say? I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, Go move to Queens, live in Queens <laughs> for a year, then move to Harlem and say, yo, you know what? Queens is dead because the corner store, the book, corner bodega I used to like, they don't sell the they don't they don't sell the type of bread I want no more. Like it's sucker shit. Like what the fuck are we talking about? But yeah. anyway, man. Maybe, maybe and, and for most people, like New York, like there's an emotional connection with New York. Like no one, like all these different places that we're talking about, like, yes, you you like people don't want to live in these places, bro. I mean, if you're not from certain places, most people won't live there. And I don't care how much money you make. People don't want to live there. Because you know why? Mm -hmm. You want to go out and meet people. Even if it's like, even like right now, we all, you, got, you got Instagram, right? And you're meeting girls on Instagram. The girls in New York and probably LA and Atlanta are hotter than the chicks in Montana. So how are you going to meet them? We going to fly them out? Like, what are we talking about? I mean, it sounds like you guys wrapped it all up. Uh, 
But I did want to jump in real quick to some um, some COVID updates from New York. Uh, so if you're from New York or if you're listening and you would love to come to New York, just some notes. One, the gyms will be open uh, September 2nd. It was supposed to be this week, but I think it got pushed back by the mayor. Um, one thing I do want to get you guys' thoughts on, uh, two things actually. Um, and one is um, restaurants after September 4th. After September 4th, uh, right now, I think there's, there will be no more outdoor dining after September wow. Really? Uh, That's a problem. Don't <laughs> tell me about that. I mean, that was the last article I saw. It might change. Maybe they'll expand it until it gets cold oh, out. That's a blood deal's mandate, isn't it? Yeah. He's a sucker, bro. <laughs> the worst mayor ever. Uh, yeah, I give, I give him that badge. Um, not a good mayor, bro. What do you guys think about that? How, do you think the? Do you think? I mean, because I, I mean, I'm sure Atlanta is. A lot, I mean, not in Georgia. Sorry, is a lot different when it comes to like restaurants and going out, whatever. Maybe there's. More I don't go out of this shit, man. Uh, Fuck that, yo! Man, I'm not going out to this shit. This cat smoking. This cat smoking hookahs in nightclubs in Atlanta. Right? <laughs> I don't even like. Yo, what are we talking about? Oh man, I ain't going that bullshit. <laughs> do you think restaurants can sustain? I mean, have you? Nah, seen- they're done. But yo, Tony, Tony, but like in that article, did they say like, are they gonna make the pivot into like indoor restaurant? Because like I was at a, I was at an indoor restaurant this weekend on Long Island. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get this from an article specifically. I saw this as a headline. So let me, let me do some digging and find out. But um, I mean, but also too, I think just to cor- just to correct what I just said, um, that's New York City. So. New York State, I know gyms are open and they do whatever the fuck they want. And like you said, you was in Long Island. Long Island right. has their own rules, so they could do whatever they want. But right. in terms of the five boroughs, that's what what's going on. Yeah, the spot I was at, the spot I was at was ten minutes away from Queens. You know what I'm saying, from St. Albans. So, oh, right, you know, link up this week. Let's yeah, out. man, down in Georgia, some restaurants are open, like for indoor. They're doing like social distancing with them so that every other table is like empty but i'm good on that shit man you know we did that one time we moved back and i'm like yeah we good this is crazy and it plus it kind of it feel weird yeah it is you know but the biggest thing about georgia right now is going through the same thing that new york went through like the numbers are like going through the roof because at first motherfuckers down here didn't take COVID serious and you know they knuckleheads you tell them to wear a mask they won't wear it now they're wearing it now because financially have no other choice, right? Because either the jobs are requiring it right. or businesses are saying that you can't come and buy shit without a mask. So I don't know, bro. I, for me, I'm just going to lay low. If a restaurant don't have an outdoor seat, I'm just going to eat my ass at the, just eat at the house, man. Hey, man, work on, work on those recipes that you've been looking up. Not you, but like people listen. I got a grill, got a grill now, yo. Get the grill out, man. You can still grill the way that. Okay, but I mean, there is something to be said, though, for supporting a local community and local dining establishments, man, because they've held you down when you was drunk at two o'clock in the morning, when you only had eight dollars. They're like, they've held you down, I too. Mean, I, I think I you're still know. cooking. I, I can still, it's still in the grill, in the corner. That's what I'm saying. What other place you could go to when it's like that, bro? What other place you could go to? Uh, it's right still now, like that. Right now, everything shuts down at 11. 
um, yeah. based on the rules. So well, it's funny, yeah. prior to us leaving NY, uh, a lot of the restaurants were turning into like these quasi like, um, I would say almost like corner stores. Like you can literally go in and buy a really good bottle of your favorite whiskey from the restaurant, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just know that oh, overall, man, like, you know, these restaurants gonna need some type of financial, like, like I don't know, like kit from the, uh, the local municipalities. Just yeah. to buy. I yeah. personally <clears throat> think they should give their loans and don't charge these guys taxes until, you know, they figure this shit out. If you're listening right now, start a little mini restaurant, and then when that forgiveness loan come out, <laughs> that's it, man. Know the hustle. Um, but the mayor, he would be doing everything to make sure that these restaurants are open to whatever capacity they could be and right. to survive, because those are jobs that are leaving if, you, if these things close down. Yeah. And Nicole's telling me that she's, you know, obviously in the food industry, that... You know, um, just in NY alone, like forty percent of the restaurants that closed during COVID will not be open back. They, up, they don't have, they don't I, have the financial backing to 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 weather a storm for five months. I I, I don't want to get too much into New York uh, fandom, but yeah, I mean, that, I, I've been reading and, and hearing from a lot of people that like, yo, like, like a lot of your favorite places are not going to be here next year. Can't sustain, man. Rent's too Danny high. Danny Myers closed down that restaurant. That dude owns Shake Shack. Who? Danny Myers. Oh, yeah. But that ain't a New York problem. That's the same thing that's happening all over the country, man. But, right. you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, but we the forefront. I mean, we had the problem, then we solved it. And then by... But, um, oh, so one other thing. This is last New York thing, and then we move on. Um, Someone brought up a good point um, that I was talking to the other day. Buses... The MTA buses have been free since April. What do you think is going to happen with that budget, that MTA budget, when they start charging people? Because uh, think about all the money they lost, um, you know. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I mean, I guess for me, when I used to take the bus, like in, like in my commute from home to work, I never seen people pay on the bus anyway. Like people, they'll come, they'll they'll come up to the step ladder and they'll tell a guy. They give him some excuse. I don't know what it is. My metro card is broke, or you know, my baby mama got my metro card. I can't get on, or something like that. I don't know, but like I rarely see people pay to get on the bus anyway. So for the bus to be free anyway, like I don't know. Like it, it it's not that much of a a, a change from what I've seen recently. Man, they make metro metro cards nine dollars. I'm walking. <laughs> Single fare, like hey, I could walk it, bro. Thirty-five minutes, forty minutes, an hour. I walk it. And, and you, and you get some steps in. Yeah, get my steps. I mean, yo, that's it. That's all you gotta do. All right. So one thing I definitely wanted to chat with you guys about. Um, I mean, I have it here as as sports, but events in general. Um, what do you think have been the most successful sporting events or events if if you've seen any concerts, any outdoor? activities uh right now my boat is the nba bubble yeah that's an easy yeah. that's easy yeah. easily easily Man, they figured it out quick but uh baseball has been kind of killing and nfl will be interesting um because there's a lot more staff a lot more people so I'll contact yeah nfl got, every got single play. to do yeah facts every single yeah, play, got somebody breathing on you, you. 
Well, they got karma what they're dealing with too. You know how they treated Cap for like all those years. It's amazing mm -hmm. that they did all that fuck shit, and now they dealing with fuck shit. Right? It's, some, it's gotta love karma, man. True. It's crazy too because it's like they set up the blueprint for the NBA. Like yeah. the NBA looked at them and said, "Like, all right, this is what we not gonna do." You see them over there? We not gonna go do what the, them dudes over there is doing. No, you know, you know, it's the, right. NFL, the NFL and NBA are like. It's, the NBA is like is like that that parent that takes you to a restaurant and before you go in, you know the black parents they give you that quick pep talk, and they'd be like, "All right, there's gonna be some kids running around, there's gonna be some kids wilding <laughs> at this restaurant, but your ass know better, and you gonna do better." And then when you get in the restaurant, everybody anybody listen to this podcast know that pep talk. My mom's gave me that pep talk plenty of times while I'm going to events, family events. Don't, don't ask go me. in there and embarrass me. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Don't go in there and act a fool. Don't go in there and embarrass me. And NFL are the parents that are like, yo, man, do you? And we'll figure out. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start like, yo, my kid's wilding out in the best NFL really represents America right now. Can't oh, tell them yeah, shit sure. and they get fucked up. I don't know, man. But how, uh, you, how you get mad at somebody else for wearing a mask? Like, <laughs> that's crazy. What nothing to do with you? What happened? Uh, but what about some of these other like outdoor concerts? Right, I've been noticing that some guys been like helping drive-in movies. They've been using yeah. these as being used for like concerts. There was, there was yeah. one um, AD. I don't think I shared it in our chat, but it was one I shared with uh, Shadow and Rose. I think it was in the UK where it was basically like uh, everyone had like sections that were like fenced off and then they were six feet apart. So it's like. Um, I thought that was the, that looked like the best case scenario. Yeah. And as an older person going to shows, I don't mind that. I don't mind having a chill section, relax, kick back. Um, uh, and then, you know, concession comes to you. The only issue would be bathroom. I mean, figuring that out, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say too, like I thought that Dave Chappelle special, mm -hmm. like I thought that they, the optics on that, like it re looked really good. Like they, everyone looked like they were following um, the rules. Everyone had on the mask. They were like super separated. Um, I thought the optics on that was like really good as well. Yeah, I think I think we said this before in the pod, man. Pivot. I think these uh, these event uh, event uh, production companies and and you know um, activation companies. Uh, need to figure out a way to pivot and make people feel safe because like you know you could pivot and people be like eh, I don't know if I want to come out da, da, da. but I think I think whoever's the, whoever will be the first to figure it out and do the blueprint kind of like the NBA bubble mm -hmm. will be the one to profit and, and and kick it off for sure yeah I also think though too like when they do come back um it's almost gonna be like that barbershop effect like me coming back to get a, a go to the barbershop when my haircut used to be like fourteen dollars, thirteen dollars. Now it's twenty five dollars just because it's like less space. Like they're gonna hit people. So if you want to come, you gotta pay to play. So if you want to come to these events, we're gonna space it out. But you gonna like you gonna make up the difference in that that ticket you paying for. Oh yeah, you gotta put all the extra people in there to check your temperature and all that stuff. Yeah, hell yeah. How you think all this has been affecting like the, the advertising world? Like, cause the tech guy's been on fire. Right, like they've been winning, but in terms of like you know straight up and down like consumer engagement, um, the ad dollars that these these sporting events generate, right? Like 
Like how's the how's that been affecting like the the, the media placement, even the production of such said creative? Like most creatives right now can't go and and producers for that matter can't go and do spots because you can't travel. So how do you feel like all this has been affecting like advertising? I mean, I can only speak on this from a from a production standpoint. Um, personally, um, I feel like it's it's kind of a win and lose situation. Like I actually just worked on a spot um, a couple of weeks ago and it worked out pretty well, actually. We sh- I'm not gonna give too much detail, but we shot in Spain and you know, we were on Europe time, but like everything was remote. I had two laptops set up. I was just up at three in the morning and we got it done. And we, we got that done and we got the edit done. I think clients were might will still have we're still we're happy because also you get the sa- same similar product that you would do if you go to the shoot and spend less money with people traveling. Um obviously as a producer like you in a, a creative or account person you want to go to the shoot you want to have fun you want to you know do the drinks and everything but i think for right now i think um i think production companies have pivoted a, a lot and they they figured out shooting spots um i'm talking about specifically um and a lot of production is already you could do it um remotely um from like audio to video everything um i would love to hear you know rose's point um, media and then you guys point of view on creative like how does it feel when you're thinking of ideas yeah for sure I mean I, I think one really good example again I think the NBA like I feel like they've done like a really really good job with like you know ad placements um just even between like commercials and placements on the court and around the um the court meaning like the arena um I felt like they just haven't like missed the beat um with that they they've been it's been super 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 like um it's been like super like easy yeah like they've made it look like really easy so um i think they've been just doing like a really good job um i think that they they've also looked at this as an opportunity to kind of like leverage some places where we might not have seen uh placements before and kind of like adding it on to like you know the floor and make it in in visual pocket so people can actually see it so um i think that's like been like the the best example that i've seen oh just uh two other things i wanted to point out from a production standpoint um um in terms of live events aside from shooting a, a spot i think two two examples that i think people should look at for future reference are the bet awards oh yeah Uh, i think the way they did that remotely and digitally is um and it was a black producer who like put it all together obviously bt um but i think that was a great um way to kind of like shine the light on how to do it and also um i forget the guy's name but i saw on twitter uh the guy who basically put together the whole democratic um uh convention like like that's a great example i think of how to put multiple uh, video streams together from different locations. I think, yeah. I think, I mean, obviously he, he's, you know, he's a pro, but I think that's a good example of things, you know, you should look at for live events. And then the last thing, um, this was a topic, but we don't got to get into it, but uh, DC fandom had a whole day of uh, how they kind of um, spoke about like different highlights that are coming in the DC world from like Wonder Woman 
1984 to the new Batman with Robert Patterson to Justice League on HBO Max. But it was just like, I thought the way they put the, uh, their day together digitally was was a great way to pivot from like, all right, we don't, we don't have the, lot, the space to do a lot of event, but this is how we're going to do it digitally. And I think, I personally think the engagement was cool and it was a good way to see how events may go move in the future. But, um, yeah. but yeah, from a creative standpoint, what do you guys think? I, I think people are just going to get a lot more creative with how they actually put the work together. Like I was really impressed by the Geico DJ Khaled spot. You could tell at no point were two actors in the same physical space, just the way they shot it. Cause even with two characters, DJ Khaled and the guy brushing his teeth, you could tell just by angles that they were nowhere near one another. Right. So it was just really interesting how they did all the cuts to make it look like, okay, this guy's talking. And then Khaled's responding to him when it's really just having people in separate places at once. I think the actual production is just going to require less people. I think we'll get back to shooting regularly. I think you'll have less people on a soundstage. I think you just have more people doing more jobs. So where you may have had four grips, you might have two now. And don't let the unions hear that. I, I mean, it is what it is, right? <laughs> Man, it, it is what it is. And yes, you know, shout out to the unions. I am pro-union. Uh, but with all that being said, I just think we're going to get more creative. And I have one hot take. And I don't even think it's a hot take. But a year from now, if not before next June, people will be dying to go back into offices. They will want to go back into offices and be around people again, particularly people who have small children. They will beg to be in offices. Yeah, but they can't if the schools are closed. Oh, I'm, I'm just, yeah. and that's my hot take. Uh, what I'm saying is professionals are going to want to get out the house. The thing they want to do that now is just schools are closed. Bro, I feel like I, I bro, I feel like I shared this when the pandemic first started. I was like, this thing right here, this pandemic is gonna show how much you really like and love your family, because there's people just trying to get away, bro. I said this in March, bro. It's real. Like, you know what I mean? Do you know how many people like I know who's saying like, damn, bro, I just need to get out the house. <laughs> like, I mean, you know what I mean? So from a from trying to be a positive standpoint, I think. Um, this opens a lot of people's eyes to the fact that they were using work and different things to get away from maybe, maybe their, the problems they were having at home. Like maybe, maybe that relationship you were in worked because y'all worked so hard and y'all only connected at night and y'all only went to the gym, but now you together basically 24 seven is, is testing a lot of, a lot of people. Well, I mean, not only that, but like that hour between when you left the house until when you get to work, that's your hour. Yeah. Like, even when you're a single person or by yourself, that is your hour. And I noticed, like, even my media consumption is different, right? Because in that hour that I used to, well, an hour and a half going, you know, each way back and forth, that gave me a lot of time to listen to new podcasts, listen yeah, to albums, listen true. to, yeah. you know, fit, like, figure new stuff out and stay more in tune with cultural events. But now I don't do it as much. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy, too. I was... Yo, it's so crazy that you say that, Shadow, because, like, I was actually having a conversation the other day, and I was talking about that hour, how, like, I dreaded that hour, like, just getting on the train, getting on the train, getting on the bus, and, like, the anticipation of getting to work, and me thinking about the people I got to deal with. Like, although, like, I'm reading, I'm doing other things, but, like, that hour to get there was so dreadful for me. But, like, when I got to work, I'm in the office, I'm cool. But then when it's time for me to go back home, like, I'm thinking, like, shit, I got to go home, I got to get on this train, because... 
my commute is an hour and 10 minutes too. So like, I, I think it's very interesting that you say that too. Yeah, man. I know, I know that. Job, man. We basically been using a lot of stock, stock imagery and stock video to get things done for filler, for things that we can't shoot. Or, you know, to Shallow's point, whatever we can shoot, it's a very skeleton, it's a really small skeleton crew shooting what they call in COVID compliant content or footage that can be used in all our stuff. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on what the idea is, but uh, I think uh, th there have been a lot of companies too. I mean, it's kind of been slowing down, but a lot of companies who, who, who uh, take content online and they license it, who have, mm -hmm. who have been flourishing a lot. But I think, I think people are a little tired of the, of the COVID messaging and the stock stuff. Um, oh. I think people are, are are ready. I think people are ready for new new, new commercials, new stuff. Man, I, I I knew things changed when they stopped banging them goddamn pots at uh, seven p.m. When I didn't hear them pots banging no more, I said, "Oh, I know these motherfuckers tired of the COVID." God, longer. <laughs> shit, you you didn't even salute the uh, NYPD anymore. Like, oh, <laughs> this shit is over, huh? Now that is true. <laughs> I knew that was coming. They never. <laughs> <laughs> that in my neighborhood, but you know, we're not gonna talk about that. But you I, know what I'm talking about, Sean. Yeah, 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 I know you're talking about. Um, I gotta run, bro. Yeah, I was just about to say, man. I think that that, that was the last topic, man. Second episode, man. Appreciate you guys jumping on, man. Absolutely. Any final salutations before uh, Rose signs us out? Man, uh, man, cool, peace, man. Peace, yeah, peace and love, man. I, I always love coming home. You need to come back around more, Shadow. I'm on it. Pause. <laughs> That's a pause. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, yo, bros, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna get us up out of here, man. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Um, you know, Easy Rose closing us out. Abros, finest Abros representative. No soft talk when it comes to the truth. Yes, sir. And five. Twenty twenty one. Here we come.